0: grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, I've longed to say those words to you. I would say for two and a half months, but probably more for about a month and a half. Um, It's been, of course, a time for me to be able to reflect and a time to be able to also anticipate coming back and spending my last few months with you. Our text today is taken from the Gospel lesson, but it's going to be expanded because it is the broader reading of our Year of the Bible reading. It includes a number of texts that uh, go along with this text of the story of the ten lepers. When I was um, out in California, there was a a lot of military presence out there there is a saying one of those slogans that the coast guard has it goes like this semper paratus which is latin for always prepared very similar to the marines who are semper fidelis always faithful that phrase always prepared is one that I guess is appropriate for this time of the year because we are now preparing ourselves for what is to come, even as Jesus was with his disciples, what takes place here at Holy Week. What is it that God is asking us to do to be prepared? Well, according to all the texts reflected in that custom of the Jews that they would remove all leaven, all yeast from their house, that would wash it clean so that there would be no yeast anywhere. Symbolic of the removal of sin, of the idea of holiness before God. We prepare ourselves by becoming a holy people before God. That holiness, of course, is twofold. It's the holiness of our lives, where we look at ourselves according to the commandments, and it's a holiness of faith, where we come to grasp and understand the whole meaning and importance of that passion of Christ that ends in the joy of his resurrection. Jesus is giving us a number of what appear to be disconnected kind of stories and parables and events that took place in his life in connection with preparing his disciples for what they were about to see and hear. But Jesus is not just preparing us for the passion and that resurrection. He is also preparing us ultimately for his second return as well. And we have to ask ourselves, what is it that stands in the way of our preparation? The text tells us a few things. In that story of the ten lepers, all of them healed from leprosy. Only one returned to give thanks to God. And we know that what separates us from preparation is the way in which we take for granted all the wonderful gifts that God has given to us. Jesus tells a story about what was happening in the days of Noah when they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. And then all of a sudden, the flood came, and nobody was prepared because they were simply consumed with all those daily things of life that seemed to be the most important things for the present. What makes us no longer get prepared? Well, we have a sinful nature, don't we? But despite that, Jesus tells the story of a persistent widow. A persistent widow who goes back to that unrighteous judge and keeps bugging him and bugging him and bugging him until he finally answers her prayer and her petition. Jesus is telling us that we too are not very persistent in our prayers and we give up too easily and we give up our prayers. We are prepared or we are not prepared Jesus tells the story of the publican and the Pharisee. The publican who stood in the back and beat his chest. He said, God be merciful unto me, a sinner. And the Pharisee who stood there in front with his hands raised, saying to himself inwardly, I thank thee, God, that I'm not like other men. And he was proud of his own righteousness. We become people unprepared by the way that we take such great pride in ourselves especially as we compare ourselves to others. Jesus points to children, little children that come to him, and there are those who would forbid them, and he tells us that we should be like those little children. Yeah, there was a thing on the Internet, you know how those things are with Facebook and and Instagram and such, that was rather interesting. It showed a little child with a great big heart and little brain And then it followed the progression all the way to adulthood where you had big brains and little hearts. We go into adulthood and we become so smart that we lose our trust and our reliance upon God like a little child should have. We find that we are not prepared when we're like that rich young man who came to Jesus and Jesus said... Go and sell all that you have. And give it to the poor and come and follow me. Oh, he couldn't because he was very wealthy. And we find ourselves so enamored by these worldly things that we cannot prepare ourselves for the heavenly things. Jesus tells us and told his disciples about his coming cross how the Son of Man was going to be delivered over into the hands of sinful men. They would take him, beat him, crucify him, but on the third day he would rise again. And they could not grasp it. Why? We call it the theology of glory. We think that our relationship with God should make all things wonderful. And we don't understand that what God gains for his kingdom comes through suffering and cross. How then do we prepare? How are we going to prepare for this Holy Week? How are we going to prepare to grasp the importance of that suffering, death, and resurrection of Christ... How are we going to prepare for the day that we are going to stand before God and enter into that eternity that he has prepared for us and which Christ won for us at the cross? Shall we just go back to our story? Shall we go back to those ten lepers and just say, we need to stop and thank God for every single one of his gifts We say it in that first article, that explanation of the first article. He has given me my clothing and shoes, my food, my drink, my house, my home, my wife, my children, my lands, everything that I possess. He defends me against all danger, guards and protects me from all evil. And all this purely out of fatherly, divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness in me to grasp that and to fall at his feet and to thank him. That's one of the ways that we can prepare. Yeah, we can think ahead too, can't we? And like Noah, just look around the world as we see it right now and remember, remember, remember that there's going to be a day in which that world is going to be destroyed and everything that is in it. And maybe it sets our minds upon the things that are truly important in life and maybe the things that are eternal. Maybe we prepare ourselves by becoming a persistent widow and learning how to pray all over again and just being persistent and going before God and 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 praying and praying and praying and praying and praying as though we were to wear God out and to pray not just for our own vindication, but to pray for the world and our neighbors and all those who are around us and to pray avidly. That's a good way to prepare. We prepare also like that man who stood in the back of the synagogue and beat his chest by humbling ourselves. By taking all the so-called good deeds which we have done and just throw them into a pile and call them sin and stand before God as people without any robes of righteousness naked as we are and to say, God, be merciful to me. For the sake of the blood. The word he uses in that text is the same word that speaks about the sacrifice that is placed upon the blood that is sprinkled upon that tabernacle. In that tabernacle, as he sprinkled the blood, God forgave the people's sins. He said, God, be merciful to me. And we prepare ourselves when we rely not upon our deeds and works, but rather upon his mercy. We prepare ourselves by becoming children. Just trusting. Trusting in Him as the text says in the Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Commit your ways to Him. Trust in His providential care. Understand that He is going to care for you because He loves you. Become a child. Prepare yourself by destroying that God of materialism that will rob you of your joy. Give what you cannot keep. Care for those who cannot repay you. Show your love to those who don't deserve it. And give something of your life back to God. Because by following Him, you gain something that is far greater than earthly treasure. You gain an eternal treasure that He has prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And prepare yourself by holding fast to that magnificent passion of Christ. Walk with him to his cross and stand there and remind yourself that where he is and what he is dying for, he is dying in your and my place. He is turning away like the Passover lamb whose blood was shed upon the top of that doorpost in Egypt. He is turning away the wrath of God. And he is gaining for you a picture of the incredible love that God the Father has for you and for me that he would send his own son to die in our place. And then get ready. Get ready for the joy the wondrous joy of Easter where God, by raising His Son, declares you and me and the whole world, whether they know it or not, pardoned for their sins. Grab onto that joy because in that resurrection of Christ, when we were united with Him in our baptism, this isn't figurative, it's not symbolic, it's real. That when we were baptized into Christ, we literally participated with him in his resurrection. That we have been given the gift already of immortality. And if we can see what is happening there in front of our eyes on this coming week of passion and resurrection, then semper paratus. We will always be prepared. Amen. May this peace of God that surpasses all human understanding guard and keep your thoughts and your minds through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.